Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to grab a free copy of my Dance Studio Growth Marketing eBook? Sign up for a free copy today of the ebook 97 Simple Strategies to Grow Your Dance Studio by going to assemblédancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hey guys, it's Clara Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemblé Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. Now, some of you may have noticed or you may have not, that's totally fine. Uh, I have been away for about a month now from episodes and that was not planned. So uh, I apologize if you've been waiting for an episode. I can assure you we've got a heap of uh, episodes already recorded and ready to go after you receive this one. So there's nothing stopping me now, but there is and there has been a big big reason uh, why I've had this little pause and um, some of it is personal with my family stuff and some of it is business related. So uh, for most of you, you probably don't follow my studio page. I uh, if you don't know, um, I started my studio when I was 19 uh, in a local hall. You know, that story um, is very common for a lot of dance studio owners. And I built it up from there. And now it's almost 10 years on and I have a really amazing studio and an amazing team. And I decided that it was time for a change. And no, uh, I didn't sell my studio. I actually bought another dance studio. So uh, again, if you follow me on socials, you might have already seen. Uh, but it has been a really, really interesting process and one that I haven't done before because as you as I mentioned previously, I just started my dance studio by myself the last time. Uh, so this has been a super interesting process. I'm only uh, about a week into being the new owner. So I am going to, in today's episode, share the backstory uh, about you know why I decided to do this. Uh, I think the things that have popped up so far that I um, didn't think about potentially and then also... Uh, you know, my biggest takeaway so far and I plan to kind of check in with you guys um, and let you know how things are progressing. Uh, but if you're interested in knowing, you know, why I did it, the process sort of and how it came to be, uh, stay tuned for this episode. So I bought a dance studio. It's very, very exciting. Uh, we're only about a, um, actually really about four or five days into actually being the new owners, but we've been working on this since about February this year. And it is now, I'm recording this on Tuesday, the 5th of July. So it's been, um, what's that? Very much over my June. Like about, yeah, four, four or five months from start to end. It ended up being a little longer than we anticipated uh, just with finance and things that just were delayed. Some things, again, I didn't really anticipate. Um, but it's been a really, really interesting process and something um, I 
really, yeah, we, we spent a lot of time thinking if it was going to be the right fit. Uh, but basically, I why I knew it was going to be the right fit was that I actually bought the dance studio where I grew up. So where I live on the Sunshine Coast, it's quite spread out along um, the beach. So uh, I grew up in an area... Um, bit like a bit further north of where my studio is about 25 30 minutes away uh and in where our area that's very far like no one would travel 25 minutes for dance classes like that is insane um so when I opened up I did that very intentionally I did not want to compete with my home studio because I just adored dancing and growing up there so much and you know really respected and honored wanted to honor my teachers. I didn't at all have any interest in becoming their competitor. Um, so I was very mindful of where I set up my business. Like obviously it's great if you can just set up somewhere where there's no dance studios in general, but that's not always possible. And that wasn't the case for me. There was uh, one or two of my area and now there's probably more I, I, that I, I haven't counted in a while. Um, but yeah, that's how it came to be. Uh, Sorry, that's how I set up my studio. Um, so the process that started was I posted, um, this was before, this is very, things changed quickly. This was before that you could post anonymously on Facebook. Um, and I had a client that was moving and that was interested in buying a dance studio. So I posted on her behalf in a Facebook group and said, you know, is anyone interested in selling, like looking for a client? Um, and my old teacher reached out to me and said, is do you mean you? And I, well, I didn't. And I said to her, uh, no, but if that means you're looking to sell your studio, like, yes, I'll definitely consider it. And so really that's sort of how the process started. We started talking about, um, a lot of the semantics and like the big practical stuff, like the price of what's included, um, what would it look like, you know, what the changeover is going to be, all of those things, a lot of like little nitpicky questions and um, and not nitpicky, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, we got this booked in, we got that booked in, where's the concert? Uh, a lot of those kind of practicalities. Um, we've been lucky again that we're far enough that, that the studios don't compete with each other, but close enough that we can do a lot of combined events. So we will be doing our combined concert, um, not in terms of the shows, but we'll be able to use the same venue on the same day, which is really, really great. Um, so yes, that's sort of how it all started. And then we just sort of got the solicitors involved and like went through the contract. It was a little bit more backwards and forwards than I anticipated. It was just a lot of like, legal jargon that I had no idea about, um, obviously, because I'm not a lawyer. Uh, but it was, it has been much more lengthy. Now, I think the main problem that we had was securing finance. Um, it's come at a time where uh, we, you know, lots of stuff is changing with the banks. Um, and we just had a lot of little issues that we didn't even know about. Like it, it was our, according to our um, loans people was going to be very simple, like with all the financials that we had and everything, which was great. Um, but then there was just a couple little things that popped up that we didn't even know that we had. So just for example, like one, we applied for a bank and then it came up that we had an outstanding phone bill in my husband's name, um, from the year previous, which turned out to be incorrect, but that got us rejected from one 
bank. So just a lot of frustrating stuff, a lot of little setbacks. Um, we, and, you know, obviously when all this is happening, still running uh, my studio and knowing full well this might actually fall through. So it seems like a lot of effort at the time for something that might not eventuate. Um, and so, yeah, basically from there we set the date. We did have to get an extension and then it got pushed back between um, middle of the year. So in Australia we have a holiday break right now with school holidays and we go back on the 11th of July. Um, so we decided to take over in the school holidays, which worked out really well with a financial year. And then it gave us this opportunity as well to kind of, you know, chat with the parents over the holidays. We've, we put on a few events, um, over the holidays so far and, you know, get everyone on board with the team and, um, go from there. So what I've learned so far is that you really, really, really should anticipate, um, there being a lot more paperwork and a lot more, a lot, a lot, a lot more time than I initially thought. So I thought this would be able to go through, you know, in like eight, 10, 12 weeks max. And like I said, we're pushing four or five months. So it doesn't, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big difference, but at the time it felt very delayed. And, um, myself, I'll talk for my, on my, my side of you, like my personality is very much like when I've decided I'm doing something and I want to get something done, I want to take action like now and quickly. Um, and so it's been tricky for me to, uh, stay focused and then be able to plan, but then not waste too much time in case it didn't go through. So it was like a bit of a whole thing to be honest. Um, but at the end, again, everything went through. We're very, very excited, very happy. Uh, and so then we had to sort of start the process of like, how are we going to share with our clients? Like what the plan is, like how we would um, go, like how would our studios work together, which team members would go where and blah, blah, blah. So that's sort of the next steps. And um, I will be sharing more about that and other things that I have learned um, so far. And I'm sure what I'll be learning into the future. But basically, I had to weigh up just whether I wanted to start a second location, find a lease, do the fit out and then build up my clientele from zero or whether I wanted to invest uh, into a studio that had a really good reputation. And again, I have that personal connection. So for me, I really did know of their reputation. It wasn't just hearsay and already go into a lease and a building and a fit out that's already done. I've just walked in. I haven't had to deal with builders and I have um, clientele there. And obviously all of those people can leave, um, but they haven't, thankfully. Um, and they have been so kind and so supportive, but I do think it's also in the way that we've decided to do this transition with um, my teacher staying on to teach her classes, um, you know, for the foreseeable future, as long as she's willing to stay, which I'm very excited about. Uh, so yeah, that's a little bit into what's been going on with me and my business. So I'm really excited to be even, you know, taking, uh, my business, which is dance energy to the next level. Um, I've just gotten back. I was a speaker at a conference in Palm Cove near Cairns, and that was really wonderful and inspiring. Uh, and I also have a couple of episodes that I recorded up there with my business bestie, Jen from Dance Teacher Central. So we share, uh, recorded quite a few episodes, which we're, I'm really excited to share with you guys next. So that's a little insight from me. I'll be sure to share more about the process. If you have any specific questions, be sure to reach out and I will record 
forward some answers to those in the future. But I just wanted to give you a little update and share what I have learned so far. If you've already been through this, please reach out to me and give me your best tips or if you're considering doing this and you're not sure, I really would say it's a, I've had a very positive experience so far um, other than those few delays with the technical paperwork side of things. So very exciting and I look forward to touching base with you guys next week with the episodes I've recorded with Jen and until then, I hope you have a great week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemble Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.